three, two, one. Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm on the line with with Lou Mangello, who is a widely recognized Walt Disney World author, Disney expert, host, speaker, and entrepreneur. He is the host and producer of the WDW radio show, which has been named Best Travel Podcast by the Podcast Awards for 2006, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, man. Lou is the man at building his online communities and establishing his brand using pretty much every social channel known to man. And I believe that he he has it's doing a lot for him. I don't understand it all, but I wanted to bring him on here to talk about how to build a community around your blog. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Lou, my man, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I, in pre- pre- preparation for this interview, I went and I, I listened to one of your podcast episodes. I listened to a, a, a portion of it. And what I noticed immediately is that, you know, I, unfortunately, you sounded more exciting, excited than I am on my podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't That's know, a good thing, man. That's I, a good thing to have. I didn't know it was possible, man. <laughs> Jeez. You know, you know, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with you. What's the most exciting thing that you have going on right now in your business? Oh, man, there's so much happening because there's really like sort of two sides to my business, right? There's sort of everything I do on the Disney side. And, uh-huh. I, and I love the fact that, you know, talk about community. The community continues to grow, but we're doing a lot of exciting things together, not just online but I'm very much a handshake and a hug and in-person kind of thing. And I've got some products and other special stuff coming. And then on the business side of things, I really love how this sort of secondary and tertiary business has grown out of my passion for Disney because I really like being able to help other people do the same thing, right? Have that same kind of excitement that we have about what we do every day and whether it's podcasting or building a brand or building a business, working with them as well. Now, you love Disney World. You love anything Disney. That's, that's the, you know, that's the impression that I get, you know, looking from a distance. Where did this love for Disney World come from? Yeah, it really started as a kid, man, because when I was three years old, my parents, you know, hopped us in the back of the, uh, the the station wagon and drove us down to Disney World a couple of weeks after it first opened, like we were the Griswolds, <laughs> and uh, we went back every year. And it, you know what, man, it's, it's less about the rides and the shows and the maybe it's a little bit about the food, but it really stemmed from the, the great memories I had growing up as a child with my family in the parks. So you guys did this annually? You went to the parks annually? Yeah, at least once a year. Did you live in that area? You, it was a trip. 
It was a trip, man. We were in for, in New Jersey at the time. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's let's re- let's um kind of pull back the curtains. You know, you're doing this whole Walt Disney World radio stuff now. There's a lot that you have going on online. Um, when did you start it? So it really started. I'll give you the the real short version of a very long story. It started back in 2003. I was a lawyer. I had an IT consulting company. I had this idea about getting, you know, doing something outside the service business and writing a book. And all I knew about was Disney. So I wrote the book I wanted to read. It turned into, uh, you know, I got it published. It turned into a, a website and articles and discussion forums and community. I started podcasting back in 2005. And then in 2007, uh, I really took a, a huge leap of faith, uh, left my job, sold my house, brought money to my closing, packed up my Honda Odyssey and drove to Florida. And I've been really talking about Disney as a full-time career since about 2007. Wait, wait, stop, stop. Because I heard <laughs> I heard lawyer, I heard legal stuff and so on. How did <laughs> you don't, you don't just leave that stuff behind? I mean, what what got you into law in the first place? Was was it something you were passionate about or you weren't passionate about it? What what was the deal there? <laughs> I listen, first of all, I'm a recovering attorney, right? So don't hold it against me that I used to be a lawyer. No, you know, my dad was a lawyer and he really was my my true hero, but but from watching him and L.A. Law and, and Justice for All and all the movies, like I thought that's what it really was going to be like. And it really came from a desire to want to help people. I did plaintiff's work and, and I enjoyed it. But it's hard to get up and sound as excited as we do on our podcast when you're getting up to fight every day. Like that just mm. wasn't in my DNA. Mm. OK, so uh, you know, you're not fully satisfied with what you're doing at the time. Um, and you know that you're passionate about Walt Disney World. You wanted to write a book, and you decided to write a book on Di- – what was the name of the book? It was the Walt Disney World Trivia Book. The Walt Disney World Trivia Book. You knew so much about Walt Disney World that you created a trivia book about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't date very much in high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Okay, so you take this passion that you had, you start a book, and then um, from the book you started a website, and from the website you started the podcast. Is that the sequence that we just went through? Yeah, I mean, the only thing that would that fit in there that that really was an eye-opening experience for me was in about January 2004, I started a discussion forum, an old V Bulletin discussion, oh, wow. which is actually still running. And that, you remember, it was pre-social media. So that was a very eye-opening experience for me because as the, the first 29 people that signed up that first day turned into a 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 people, I was like, wow, like, wow. there's a community out there of people that are, that are like me. Like, I found my people. <laughs> awesome. So you started this forum. People started coming. So obviously, you saw that people were passionate about this thing. Yeah, I, I really did think that I was alone. Like, I'm the only dork sitting in his basement, like, <laughs> thinking about and writing about Disney till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. Okay, so you're doing this stuff now. Uh, and how did it kind of evolve from there? I mean, um, so let's talk, let's talk about growing it. Let's talk about that part first. How did you grow it? How did you get an audience in the, really in the happened, beginning? Yeah, so, again, pre-social media, it really happened very organically. And okay. what I mean is... I before as I was writing the book, um, I was active in other discussion forums uh-huh. just because I'm a fan first. Right? Yeah. I continue to be a fan first and foremost. So I had established a presence. I had established relationships with people online that I had never actually met before. So when I wrote the book, I was like, hey, listen, we've been playing these trivia games online. Now I've actually taken that and, I, and I've turned it into a book. And I wanted to create a community that was different than the other ones that were out there. I wanted to create a very fun 
family friendly, very welcoming place. I didn't want trolls and flames. And, yeah. and to this day, knock on wood, it's been very self-regulating. And it's a friendly environment that people can go to, like building a clubhouse, right? Sort of building a, a virtual clubhouse for people. And it, it kind of boils down to, and I think this is the, the, the overall secret too, is, you know, if you give love, you get love, right? If you treat people mm. the way they want to be treated and you want them to be treated like they're friends and not fans, then they say, hey, wow, I, you know, I really love this community. I love this show. And they tell their friends. And that's how it grows, man. It grows organically. I, I've never spent a dime on any marketing or advertising. Wow. Okay, so we're using this word community and we're using it kind of loosely. Uh, we're just throwing it out there. But what exactly does that community look like for you? When you say community, what are you, are you referring to your website? Are you referring to a forum you have going? What is the community? What is the community? Yeah. The community is the community of people, and I don't, I, I hate the word fans. Uh -huh. uh, I, I, it, community of readers, listeners, viewers, consumers, whatever it may be, right? Because they put out a, a lot of content in a lot of different ways. I, I look at them as my friends, whether we've met yet or, or not. And since really going back to like 2008, uh, I think it's great to be able to engage online and connect online. But look, I am a handshake and a hug kind of guy. I want to look you in the eye and hear your story and shake your hand and thank you for listening, for allowing me to do what I do. So I do monthly meetups in Walt Disney World. I do group events. I do group cruises. I do events on the road. And that really is the thing that I think has, has continued to foster and grow the community, taking the online interactions and bringing them offline. Wow. Okay. So when did you, did you start doing these offline um, uh, uh, events um, right from the very beginning? Or is that something that's more recent? So it really started back in, um, gosh, probably like 2005, 2006. I remember, quick, quick funny story. I was living in New Jersey and I was flying back and forth <laughs> a couple of times a month to Walt Disney World for research purposes. And some guy emailed me and said, hey, you know, I just got divorced. I moved from Tennessee. I just moved to Orlando. I really don't know anybody. Love the show. Would love to sort of meet up with you. Maybe in downtown Disney, we'd grab a, a drink or a bite or something like that. And I got off the plane. I got in my rental car and I called my wife and I said, listen, I'm, I've never done this before, right? I'm going to meet some strange guy <laughs> in downtown Disney. All I know is that his name is Glenn and he's from Tennessee. So if I don't call you by midnight, <laughs> chances are he's killed me. And <laughs> that's all you need to know. And um, it was amazing that the relationship and the rapport, and I've become great friends with Glenn since. And I, I realized that when I threw it out there, I didn't even know what a, a meetup was, Leslie. When uh. I said, look, I'm going to be in Disney World if you guys want to get together. And like 50 people showed up. Wow. And it was like, holy smokes. And that's what people want, right? They want that uh, ability or, or, you know, I'm just a facilitator to help bring like-minded people together, right? It, it, because we're all sort of friends because we, we not just because we listen to the show, but I think we have a same ideal set. We, we enjoy the same things and we want to belong to something. So this is fascinating because, okay, it, it, this first meetup really was a meetup of two people or were there other people there? Uh, there was just us. I tried to stay in public places just in case he did want to kill me. So. <laughs> okay, so but but it I, I would I would imagine that it kind of sparked something, right? Like, hey, meeting up with people that are passionate about the same thing, this is an exciting thing, right? Yeah, and it was never meant like, oh, hey, there's a potential business here. I mean, this was just for fun, but I was like, wow, I've got so much in common with this guy, even more so than the people that I grew up with since wow. you know playing little league with him when I was nine years old. Wow. Okay. So, um, 
you decide you're gonna do this other um, this other meetup, and fifty people show up. Uh, showed up. Now, is this? Are you still? You say you're living in Jersey. Are you still working as an attorney, or are you doing this full time? So I had actually, um, I had an IT consulting company, which sort of took off. Uh, I worked in a practice with my dad, who was always the, he was always the most supportive person in the world to me. And he said, look, go, go give it a shot. You always have a place to come hang your hat. So I had this business on the side. I ended up uh, selling that and, and becoming the chief technology officer for a medical imaging company. Oh. So I had a very, very comfortable, very cushy, very easy job. I was basically doing my Disney stuff while I was there anyway. But I did. I had, I, I had a real job. Okay, and how long? How long were you? I don't want to know if I want to call it double dipping, but how long? <laughs> how long were you doing them both? I was doing. I mean, I, I've been doing the Disney thing really since two thousand three, but it was always a hobby, right? It was always okay. just something on the side. Even when I signed my book deal, my publisher's like, "Look, man, congratulations, but don't quit your day job because you're not going <laughs> to retire on this money." Uh, and when I had the website. I was making a little bit of money, just, you know, Google AdWords kind of things, yeah. a couple of small affiliate things. But everything changed like one day when I got a phone call from somebody who's like, hey, I'm from such and such company. I love what you're doing on the show. I'd like to advertise. What do you charge? And there was dead silence on the phone because I had no <laughs> idea what he was talking about. What do you what? <laughs> well, I was like, you want to pay me? And that's, that's the thing. I was like, you want to pay me to do what I'm doing already? And that was sort of the catalyst for uh, the snowball starting to roll downhill. And at one point me saying, look, it's crazy for me to go back and forth. If I want to do this, I need to take a leap of faith. We need to go all in. And I, I did. I sold everything I had. I, I brought money to my closing. And I had no business plan. I had no <laughs> idea how I was going to do it. I just knew that I had to try because I didn't want time to go by five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road and me look back with regret for not giving it a shot. Are you crazy people, man? <laughs> Okay, so timeline here. Where are we now in the process? The, when when we're getting this first invitation for sponsorship, approximately? Yeah, about 2006. Okay, 2006. And then when did we leave fully to commit 100% to this thing? Uh, somewhere in 2007. Okay, so 2007. At this point, are we making a full-time income or we're still not there yet, but we're taking this leap of faith? We're, we're not, you know, my kids are eating a couple of times a week, okay, you good, know, good. macaroni and cheese, <laughs> rum, you know, fortunately, and I know that you know this, man, the oh, importance man. of a support system and a loving, caring, supportive spouse around you. Uh, she was, you know, she was working full time. She's like, don't worry. I got this. We've got health benefits. Great. You know, we're not going to get kicked out of our house. So I was making some money, but not enough that we were, you know, just sit, sitting back, you know. Counting, uh, counting money and jet setting around the country. So. Great, and and you know this interview isn't necessarily about money, um, but it's more about the community aspect. But I think it's important to kind of get an idea of where you're coming from and what stage you're at in terms of you know, am I taking a huge risk? Am I not taking a huge risk? Did, did you were you afraid at all? I mean, what if this thing were to just like flop and you know the world would explode and everyone would die? I mean, did you have any of any of these fears going on in your mind you said was i afraid past tense <laughs> we're entrepreneurs man we're afraid every day right as a solopreneur like the fear is what fuels my fire like that's what keeps us going the fear of hey what if this changes what if this revenue stream goes away what if what if what if the day that i quit my job and that first monday that i went down my basement in my pajama what was now my work uniform <laughs> 
I sat down at my desk and I was like, oh my God, man, what did you do? Are you insane? Like, do you want to talk about Disney World for like, maybe if you go back to work tomorrow, they'll think that you were kidding. I was deathly afraid. I was, I was incredibly afraid. Um, and that's what got me going say, Hey man, you got to make, you have to find a way to make this work because it's not just you, your family and your wife and your kids are depending on it. And I wanted it, man. Like I wanted it bad. Like you said, it wasn't about the money, but it was the challenge. It was the excitement. Mm. It was wanting to sort of steer my own ship. Ah, oh, I love it. Okay. So, um, Give me an idea of what you're doing today in terms of, you know, I, I talk about community. I talk about you're doing all these different things on social media. Um, I hear podcasts. I hear something about videos. And so, wh- what all are you, what content are you creating? Let's start there. So I've always believed since the very beginning that you need to create content in the way that people are most comfortable consuming it. So over the past 10, 12 years, I've done print books. I published a print magazine. I do audio tours on CD. I do a blog, newsletter, video, podcast, live broadcast, in-person events. Podcasting is really at the nucleus of what I do. And there's all those things that sort of, uh, that's sort of the hub of all the other spokes that go around it. But if you create, you know, a a magazine, a print magazine, a a five-year-old can pick it up and so can his 80-year-old grandmother. Some people prefer the podcasting medium. Some people like the visual. They want to watch a two, three minute, be connected to the experience. I've been live broadcasting since like mid-2007 because I wanted that real-time interaction, that back and forth and not just a one-way push thing. I I love doing the live stuff. And, you know, the in-person stuff too has really started to grow a lot. So I have a lot of irons in the fire all the time. And uh, and I love it, man. That's what excites me. And what about the social media? What are you doing on social media? Are you on? Well, that's a silly question. But yeah, what what channels are you? What are your main channels that you're focusing on? And what else are you focusing on? Uh, I'm huge on MySpace. Just that's really, <laughs> I think MySpace is making it. <laughs> that's the CompuServe, future right there. Yeah, CompuServe and Prodigy <laughs> is where I'm really uh, putting all my chips in. Um, no, look, it's, uh, I, I understand and I believe in to a certain degree that the be everywhere philosophy, as long as it is organic to who you are and where your community is, right? There's no use. So I don't do really Snapchat because it's not where it's not where I feel comfortable. It's not where my community is, but I very much am active on, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, I've taken the live streaming beyond just doing things like Ustream to periscoping a lot again, because it's that instant real time. So I, I try and be everywhere and I try and engage as much as possible. I hate using that cliched word, but uh, I, I want those conversations to be very real and very authentic all the time. But how do you manage all of that? Because this be everywhere concept sounds really nice. Um, but I know a lot of people are thinking, to me, but I don't have the time to do all of this. How do, how do you do that? You never sleep. It's easy, man. <laughs> Just load up on caffeine. And you don't, <laughs> it's, you, look, it's, a, it's, it's very, very hard. Um, it, it is um, it, it's a, it could be a job, right? You can look at it as a job, like, oh, it's a responsibility to do that. But I feel if, if somebody's going to take the time, whether it's sending me an email or sending me a tweet or replying to something, I at least owe them the, the courtesy of a response. And I, I, you know, my Twitter, all my social channels are at Lou Mangello. It's not the WW Radio brand. It's me. So I have to be the one to respond. So I try and do it when I can, however I can, even if it's late at night and normally I'll sort of batch a lot of emails really late at night when everything else is just kind of quiet and I'm not distracted. Um, I, am I perfect at it? Far from it. But I do 
the best I can, you know, with one person 24 hours in a day. So it's it's kind of hustling pretty much. That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, you're just you're 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 trying to make things happen. You're trying to connect with people and you you're putting in what it takes in order to 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 try to do that as best as you can. Absolutely, but to to be clear, you know, hustle I hustle because I love it, right? I, I love nice. interacting with people, not because I feel like it's a responsibility or a job like, oh, I have to put in the work. I put in the work because I flip and love what I do and I'm blessed to be able to do it. And, you know, the people that listen and interact with, they allow me to do it. So that is the thing that excites me. So it is, it's, the hustle is very genuine. Now, you mentioned something there that all of your social profiles are Lumangelo and you're, you're building this online community that's bigger than Lumangelo. Um, why did you choose to go in the direction, because this is something that I've thought about a lot, why did you choose to go in the direction of at Lumangelo as opposed to at WDW Radio? Because I had no idea what I was doing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, to, to be honest, it's uh, it's something I sometimes struggle with um, because, you know, there's the WW Radio brand. But look, I, I think that, you know, we and, you know, as a soul, like we're so closely tied. Like yeah. we are the brand. I don't want it to come from an at WW Radio account. I want people to know that it's coming from me. And if I'm tweeting a picture of my food or my sushi or me being somewhere – it's me. It's it's not a brand. And is that maybe the best decision for everybody? Possibly not. But it's what I've gone with. It's what I embraced. And and that's really what I try and direct people to is to, you know, having a relationship with me, a, a human being and not a brand or a logo. Got it. OK, so now I want to I want to. I want to switch to the teaching part of this. I mean, actually, quite frankly, this has all been teaching quite. Um, but Let's say I'm a blogger. I am someone that's you know passionate about whatever topic I'm talking about, whether it's blogging, whether it's biology, whether it's uh, uh, DIY, whatever the case might be. And I want to build something that's bigger than me. I want to build a thriving community where it's people that I'm interacting with, people that I love to connect with, people that love to connect with each other and are all around this specific passion. Where do I start? There's so many places to start. I know such a lawyer answer, but there are so many. <laughs> unlike 2003, when I was like, I wonder if there's other Disney nerds out there. I mean, look, you can start at the most simple, organic type of thing where you go to meetup.com and say, what other kind of events, you know, blogger events are going on in my area? That's the thing that I started doing. I was like, wait, there's a little podcasting event. You know, I was going to, you know, speak at any pod camp that would have me or any sort of, you know, WordPress thing just to start meeting other people that were in the space. So start up with meetup.com. Look for other conferences. Look, you and I, that's where we met, right? Yeah. We continue to see each other uh, around the country slash world in, uh, at different conferences. And it's almost, you almost gain more from the conversations in the hallways than you do from <laughs> yep. the sessions themselves. Definitely. But, but I'm curious though, because I see you at, I, I don't know. I think I see you at every conference I go to <laughs> almost. But these are not Disney World-related conferences. These are blogger-related conferences and social media and these types of things. Why do you choose those types? I mean, maybe you choose both. I don't know. But why do you choose those types of conferences that doesn't seem to necessarily align with trying to build a community around the brand that you're building? Right. So I started going to conferences because I wanted to learn. Right. Mm. Especially when when podcasting first started, uh, I did feel like I was on an island and, and there, it was so hard back in 2005 
to create a, the, the podcast and push it out there and teach people how to consume it because it wasn't even in iTunes. So I wanted to learn. I just went as a sponge first and foremost. And as I started to meet people and tell them my, you know, how I had, I had gotten there, they're like, wow, you've got a pretty interesting story. Would you mind sharing that? And, and getting invited to speak at a conference, I was like, why? I'm not, you know, I'm the <laughs> Disney guy. I'm not, you know, because I wasn't trying to, and I still don't try to sell anybody on. I don't have a product. I don't have a sales funnel. I don't have a video series or a course. I just have me, right? I just try and, so I want to share the experience with other people because I know what it feels like, man. I've been there. I know what it feels like to be the solo guy having this idea that you're so excited about and not knowing, is it going to work? Should I give it a try? What do I do next? Where do I go? Is this a stupid idea? You know, you can talk to the cat all day long, but you're not going to get a lot of creative input back from them. Gotcha. Okay, so we're attending these meetups. We're networking with other people that are doing similar things. We're learning a lot in the process, and opportunities are probably even coming our way because we're out there. We're connecting. We're engaging. We're networking. Um, what are some other things that I can do? Let's say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull back from the blogging social media thing, and let's say I'm the biology blogger because I also have a biology blog. And I want to build a community around that biology blogger of fellow biology nerds that are just so passionate about biology that we're just going to take over the biological world or something of that sort. Um, what are some other things that I can do to make that a reality? I mean, there's, there's obviously the, the, the simple strategies of going to find your audience, going to find the like-minded people, whether it's hashtags on Twitter. I'm very much an in-person kind of event. Look, that's how I grew the Disney thing, I was going to not just Disney World, but there were Disney meetups and little Disney fan gatherings that were happening. And man, I was flying all over the country to go to them, not because I had something to sell, but because I wanted to meet people and you wanted to get your name out there. And you do want to form relationships and say, hey, you know, if you like Disney, I've got this podcast. I've got these blogs. If you're interested, take a listen. They listen. They like it. And from day one, man, the very first show and I'm however many into it now, I say, look, all I ask in return is if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends, tweet it, whatever. You need to utilize the, the, the tools that you have around you, not just you know social media and online-wise, but definitely feet on the ground. And like you said, you got to hustle. Now, I've done a, I've done a lot of interviews um, up to this point. I'm on episode 223 right now, and a significant amount of those were, were um, interviews. And I don't think I've ever had an answer like that um, because, quite frankly, you know, most of the people that I get on the, on the show, um, they use Pinterest or they use Facebook or they use um, Twitter or you're the first person, of course, that used MySpace. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I find it very interesting that you're more like everything you're saying is like offline, connecting with people, shaking hands touching people and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And it seems as if that has been a substantial part of what has helped you to grow, as you said, organically. And I think, too, and look, I may be doing it completely wrong, right? I'm no, sure no, that there's low-hanging fruit that I'm missing. But the other thing, too, Leslie, is I, I grew by not being concerned about growing. And what mm. I mean by that is if you were to ask me about my numbers – I would say, I really don't know. I don't pay attention to my numbers. I don't care about my numbers. Unless I'm going to talk to a potential sponsor, they don't matter to me. And what I mean by that is I do the same show. I produce the same type of quality uh, you know, in, in my, the content for one person that I would do for 
a thousand, a hundred thousand, a million people. I focus on the people that are already there. I focus on the people who are listening, who are paying attention, who are engaged. I would rather have 100 people that really care about what I'm doing than 100,000 people that maybe 1% is listening here or there. You nurture those people, you give those people love, and they will help you grow. Now, do you find, because you, you obviously meet a lot of people online and you also meet a lot of people offline from all of this um, networking that you're doing, do you find that there's a difference between the people that you connect with offline and the people that you connect with online in terms of the, the depth of the relationship that you get? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, there, there's nothing like, you know, because look, you know, I'm sure you've got countless Leslie Samuel fans out there. Like they've got little shrines to you, the t-shirts, the bobbleheads, <laughs> right? But they look at you as a friend. They too, that's what I love about this medium, right? Uh-huh. Because it's so intimate, they look at you as a friend. They feel like they know you. They know your whole backstory. You really don't know them. So when you get to go and meet them in person, it, it, it brings the circle. It brings it all full circle, right? It, br- it makes the relationship real because now you're listening to their story. Now you're shaking your hands. You're look at, looking at them in the eye. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, we're so busy looking down at our phones and working about, worrying about likes and pins and tweets and retweets and, and the hearts and all that stuff that we're forgetting about the, the people behind it. And, you know, I do monthly meetups every month and I'll stand there for four hours and make sure I talk to every single person that's in that room that's taking time out of their day or their vacation to come by and say hi. Okay, so I want to break this down in really simple terms because, you know, I think there's a lot that we can assume. We say go to conferences, we say go to meetups, and we can assume that people are just going to go and have a great time and be comfortable with, you know, connecting with people and so on. But quite frankly, there are some people, there are many people that aren't as comfortable or they might attend one of these meetups and not exact, not exactly sure what they should be doing. Um, so I want to I want to actually walk through this process, talk through this process a little bit. You're at a meetup. Let's say it's at a Walt Disney World event, and you're kind of just getting started. You're building up your brand and so on. Um, you're building up your community. Let's call it that. You're building up this community. When you attend these meetups, what kinds of things are you doing? What are you doing to connect with people? What kinds of maybe discussions are you having? Just talk through that process a little bit, because I think even I can gain from that. Well, I, I certainly understand what you're saying. Again, going putting myself in the answer to that question, even to look, you may not believe it or not, I'm actually very shy, right? So when I go to a conference and I don't know anybody, uh-huh. it's very hard for me to just walk up into a circle of people and start a conversation. So I understand that you're like, well, maybe I'm a little bit more introverted. It's hard for me to get a conversation started. So as a, a an event facilitator, as a host, I try and recognize that. And if I see somebody sitting by themselves, I'll start talking to them, getting to know them a little bit, say, oh, you should go and meet so-and-so and try and help those relationships form. So if you are going to a conference, um, you do need to, as hard as it is, man, to even if you go to sit by yourself at lunch, if there's somebody else sitting at the table, you've got you immediately have something in common. I don't just mean lunch, but you're at the same conference. Uh-huh. Just start up a conversation. You will never know the people that you meet where those relationships might lead to. That that, that is, you know, okay. So I'll be completely honest myself. Um, I am someone that once a conversation is going, I can engage in that conversation so easily. Um, but 
you know, if I come up to a table and there's one person there, not two people in a dialogue or three people in a dialogue, and some people might not think this about me, but I, w- I will sit and I would start to think, you know, man, what? Well, what do I say? I, I, <laughs> right. I, I want to say after hello. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you have any tips uh, that I can use and somebody else can use that 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 might be listening to this um, to help them to kind of break the ice and take that first step? No, because I think that's how you and I met. I think you came up to me when I was by myself at either Social Media Marketing World or New Media Expo. It was a, a high-top table, and I was standing there by myself, and I think that's how you and I started chatting. I think you're like, hey, I see you at all these conferences, and you're always by yourself, and you're that weird Disney guy. What are you doing here? And that's how we started talking. Uh, maybe I'm remembering it a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, you do have to kind of break out the show. But, you know, you know, too, there's also some conferences – that do a very good job oh, yeah. of helping to connect people, getting people to, to break that initial ice a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know what I found for me, um, because I know that that is the most difficult part, sometimes I try to do that without thinking, right? <laughs> you just kind of throw yourself into the conversation and then you're kind of there already. So you, uh, you, I guess I got to continue, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so sometimes that's exactly what I do. And I got to kind of hype myself up like, okay, don't think, let's just go. And then you right. go up and you start talking to this person. Okay, so I'm attending these meetups. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting with these people. How do, I, how do I bridge the gap between that, that offline world, and what I'm doing online? What are some of the things that you do in order to facilitate that? This is such a, a lame answer, Leslie, but you need to just be yourself. Like, you know, when I would go to conferences and I would start talking to people, whether it was a Disney thing or, uh, you know, a, a social media, new media kind of thing, you know, you just start telling people about who you are and what you do. And don't get into the elevator pitch. Don't get trying to, to, to sell them whatever. <laughs> Just say, hey, this is who I am and this is what I do. And, and I know it sounds um, it, it sounds like a, a, a non-answer, but I'm sure you know there's oftentimes you'll go to conferences and you meet somebody and they get right into the pitch. Like they've, they've got oh, their scripted you know, 20-second answer. I'm like, no, man, I don't want to hear that. I want to know who you are and how you got here and like – What's your story? Because you obviously haven't been podcasting for 30 years. Like, how did you end up here? From, and that's, and I know, again, that's, that may not be the answer you're looking no, no, for, but that's just, it's honest. No, I, I think it's great because it, it actually kind of simplifies things a lot, right? We, we, we try to think about, you know, all these different things that we have to do and the strategy and so on. And really, you know, this interview is kind of like, you can kind of summarize it by saying, you know, it's all about relationships, and yeah, that, and that's it, really it. It's all about getting to know people offline, getting to know people online. I think I think the live events. I don't know, you know. I I found that the connections that I've had with I've I've nurtured with people at live events go so much deeper than anything that happens online. And especially when you meet someone online first, and then you kind of meet them in person. It's like, oh yeah, you're the guy that we've been talking on Twitter and so on, and you have conversations, you have some drinks, you eat some food you know sometimes you're talking about absolutely nothing related to business but you're just getting to know people and i actually uh, this interview is kind of surprising to me because i thought most of what you did and what you've grown to is just online but i'm seeing that it's this it's this offline aspect of it that's really helped it to grow significantly over the years 
Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, like, what do you do? Like, what is all this stuff about? And I'm like, it's about people. Like, it is, man. It's about, like, nurturing and, and fostering relationships with people. You know, I know it's such a, it, it's, again, it's a cliched line. Like, if you do what you love and you be yourself and you bring value to people and you're good to people and you give the like the money will eventually come and this this was there's I have no strategy right there is no business plan I mean I do have sort of a, a course that and ideas in my mind and that changes all the time but it's just me doing things that just feel right and being authentic it's not part of this giant whiteboarded sales funnel and this is how I do it it's just sort of me being who I am and, and treating people the right way and they are the ones who have helped grow the community they have turned the little meetups into larger event into you know, we, I do cruises, and I'm only saying this to, to illustrate. It starts off with things like free meetups. It moves to other things, and I do cruises every year with my community. When you get 500 people that come together from literally around wow. the world to cruise with other strangers because they know that they have a certain thing, a certain whatever in common, like, that's amazing. Like, that still blows me away. Wow, that is Wow. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I want to get an idea for frequency, right? Because you're talking about these meetups, you're talking about these events. Um, when you were getting going, how often were you attending these events? Is it once a year, twice a year? Um, do you remember? So the the Disney events were very few and far between. Okay. Uh, there was a couple of events that happened once a year down in Disney World. Uh, which was great. It was sort of a, a lot of communities came together. That eventually faded away, and that sort of gave me the idea to say, look, if you can't come to that one meet that happens two days throughout the year in December, I'm here anyway. If you guys want to get to, even if one person showed up, I'd have been like, cool, man, let me just, you know, say hi. Let me meet you. Let's go get something to eat. Let's go ride a ride, whatever it might be. Um, conferences I was trying to go to as often as possible. Um, so it, it, it would start off as a, this is just an odd idea. Should I try and host a meetup and see what happens? Very quickly came to be something that I enjoyed doing, and I started doing it every month. Oh, okay. So um, <laughs> it's exhausting. I know. No, 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 no. I, 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 this is actually this is probably one of the more exciting topics for me to talk about because you know I did a meetup once or twice. Um, um, for um, uh, people that you know listen to my podcast and follow my blog and my biology blog, um, I did that in Wisconsin or Minnesota, one of the two places, and we had like ten or so people that came there, and it was such a great time. And I always said to myself, "Man, that's cool. I should do that again." But now I'm thinking, you know, whenever I travel, you know, I'm going to Texas um, next month. Why not host a meetup down there? Um, because that's a great way to actually get out there and connect with people. When I travel at conferences, why not do a little meetup? And if it's one person that shows up, great. If it's 10, if it's 50, whatever, it's great because you're getting to know people that are passionate about the similar topic as you are. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. I do the same thing. So, you know, I said this... I, when I started traveling, I'm like, well, I'm not really in Disney World, but I just happened to be in Las Vegas at a conference. If anybody's out here, maybe want to meet up and 100 people show up to a Starbucks at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm wow. like, wow. <laughs> uh, all right, wait a minute. Because people want to go to where you are, right? They can't necessarily come to, for me, they can't necessarily come to Disney World all the time. So if you happen to be in Fort Worth or Dallas or whatever it is, and they're like, hey, I'll come out. People will, and and they'll travel to meet you. Like, that's the thing that fascinates me. People, they see that you have a meetup in, Al in Atlanta and they're like, yeah, I just drove six hours because I wanted to meet you and meet other Leslie Samuel fans face to face. 
Wow, that's great. I love it. Um, someone is getting started, uh, or maybe they've been blogging for a little while, and they are wanting to build something that goes beyond themselves. This is my last question. It goes beyond themselves. It's something that connects others, um, and maybe they have not had much success as yet. They're still early on in this journey. Um, what recommend? What advice would you give to that person that's just kind of getting started, maybe at the cusp of something that could be huge, but not there yet? I don't make, mean this to sound preachy, and excuse the, my lawyer qualifications for every answer, <laughs> but you need to not give up. Like, you can't quit. If you love what you're doing, if you believe in what you're doing, like, keep doing it. Even if you're not making money, even if you don't think it's growing at the way you want it to grow, you need to stay consistent. You need to keep at it. And the growth and the money will eventually come. And if you feel like, hey, maybe I'm stagnating doing this blog, diversify a little bit. You know that I, I believe in the podcasting medium very, very, very strongly. Definitely. I think if you're trying to build a business and a brand, whether you're a solopreneur or a small business or a Fortune 500 company, you need to get into the podcasting space. And yes, you need to think about it and plan it out. But just get started. And like all of us, you know, you learn along the way. And Lou, if they want to find out more about what you're doing, where should we send them? So all the Disney stuff I do is at WDWRadio.com. Everything on the business, podcasting, whatever side is over at LouMangelo.com. And I'm at LouMangelo on all the social. Sweet Lou, man. Man, I knew this was going to be awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here. Thanks for being excited about what you do. And thanks for delivering value to my audience, man. Thanks. I love you, brother. All right, man. Hey, guys, if you want to check out more about what Lou is doing, WDWRadio.com, LouMangelo.com, of course, the links to all of that are going to be in the show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 223. 223 episodes. I can't believe it. Oh, but I love doing it. I love doing it because I get to talk to people like Lou. Anyhow, um, thank you so much. If you are listening to this and for some reason you're not subscribed, shame on you. <laughs> and on over to becomeablogger.com slash podcast and you can find information about how you can subscribe so that you can know whenever there's a new episode that goes live. And if you are trying to start a blog, if you want to get your content out there, create content, inspire others, and change the world even while building your online business, head on over to my free blogging course at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others can have done the same, and how you can do the same. That's freebloggingvideos.com. This is Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.